This is episode one of Pointed Conspiracy by Brianna Leslie. This episode is entitled Doris, September 12th, 1967. Psst! Huh? I surveyed the unruly laurel bushes on the edge of campus, but there's nothing. Not even those feral raccoons that Hatfield boys have been feeding every lunch period in their valiant attempt to tame them as pets or fur missiles. No one can really tell with that family. Psst! A glimmer of reflected light blinds me in my right eye while securing my immediate attention. There in a knotty pine tucked behind the thick fence of tightly placed bushes, it glimmered again as it shone in three distinct beats. Here we go again. I should have been used to her secret codes and veiled meetings by now. One day it's prospective alien life, the next it's government wiretaps and mind control. It was always never ending with Cora. Once I could navigate my way through the gnarly branches to the inside of the massive laurel, I spied the flowered embroidery of Cora's bell bottoms dangling from a sturdy branch. Her backpack sat beneath with her books and lunch strewn about in complete disorder. She must have just tossed it down when she realized balancing on a tree branch was too complicated with a wobbly counterweight. Did anyone see you? She whisper yelled from her designated branch. You can clearly see that no one did, nor does anyone ever care enough to actually pay attention to us. I've told you before, you can never be too careful. Okay, Cora. Now what is it this time? Russian spies? Don't be ugly, Doris. Do I make fun of you and your books? I hung my head, knowing that Cora Byers is the only person in this town that cared enough to talk to me at all. She bit the inside of her cheek and twisted her mouth with its heart-shaped pout from side to side, watching my shame and probably feeling a little guilty. Cora felt bad for everyone. Hence her friendship with me and every rescue dog hanging out in her family's barn. She was always on a mission to save someone. Okay, seriously, this time, what is it? I asked. Cora hopped down from the branch, flinging splinters of bark through the air as she slid off and landing with a hard thud and a crunch on the carpet of pine cones beneath the towering pine. She was always as agile as a cat. I would have surely sprained my ankle attempting the same level of athleticism. Peering through the bushes, she looked for eavesdroppers and dusted off her flowery jeans one last time. Cora, any day now, please? We have class. All right, all right. Okay, so you know how people have been seeing lights on the edge of town? <laughs> Yeah, my dad said it's the military practicing maneuvers or clearing out the last of the ammunition from the bunkers. The ammunition has been there since World War II. It would make sense for them to want it out of there. It's an accident waiting to happen with the way kids sneak out there to go necking. Plausible, yes, but definitely not. So what's the working theory, Nancy Drew? She rolled her rich brown eyes and pressed on despite my ill-timed sarcasm. Last night, I saw the lights and there was this low hum coming from the ground all around my house. 
but mostly radiating from that wide opening into the woods. Where that cattle gate is? Yeah, and the air blowing through the trees was practically electric, like I'd rubbed a balloon all over my arm. The hairs just stood up. Her face might as well have been electric as she described her fantastical tail. If there's one thing I appreciated, it was the light behind her eyes and the peaks of her eyebrows when she's mid-conspiracy. Ring! went the first bell. Her eyes dimmed and flipped toward the two-story brick building. I watched as her mouth curled into a frown and she looped her index finger through the top handle of her backpack. It was always like that. Instant sadness. School was the equivalent of caging a soaring bird. Or in her case, a rabid one. Loathe wasn't a strong enough word. Not to mention she hated it when she couldn't get through a good theory. We both knelt among the pine cones and I helped her clean up her books. Lord knows Cora needed all the help she could manage to get to Mrs. Grisby's class on time. The old biddy with her wily chin hair couldn't stand the whole lot of the buyer's clan as it was. So a note from the author. Thank you for taking the time to read Pointed Conspiracy's first episode. This story is loosely based on the Mothman sightings of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which ultimately took on a life of their own, along with mysterious men in black suits and strange lights in the sky. I hope you enjoy and continue reading through the episodes as the story heats up. So that was episode one of Pointed Conspiracy by Brianna Leslie. It's available for your further reading pleasure on Kindle Vela. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe to listen to my next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find any relevant links you may need in the show notes. Have a great day and be blessed.